Hey everybody, what's up? Welcome to the Best on the Board presented by BetMGM. Michael Feller here with you Monday, March 28th. The final four is set and it is the bluest of blue blood possible. Final four, Duke versus North Carolina on one side of the bracket, Kansas versus Villanova on the other side of the bracket. We are ready for this final four. We're going to have a couple of episodes for you all week long leading into this starting right here. Joining me, as always, for our NCAA tournament talk is Austin Mock. And Austin, maybe not the final four that everyone was hoping for, but chock full of storylines obviously Duke and UNC first time in the tournament coach K's last season that leads the way but this is for my money this is going to be I think a very fun final four yeah I I joked about basically Kansas Villanova is just not going to be talked about this week yeah. like, you know, um, Duke UNC is going to take all the headlines Kansas Villanova is probably like a top five program like blue blood matchup you can get in the final four right yeah, now yeah. and, and like literally success for both of them too yeah it's literally going to be like what what do you what, what do you think like on the airwaves what do you like 10 percent of the <laughs> 90 talk? Uh, 90 10 <laughs> yeah. Yeah. um but yeah unc is but all of these teams really you know villanova obviously the injury issues kind of uh kind of mm-hmm. I, I don't want to say have derailed their shots but have definitely taken a hit there but kansas duke north carolina all I don't know if I want to say best basketball for Kansas this year, but they're cruising, and then Duke and North Carolina are definitely North Carolina are playing their best basketball of the year. So should be fantastic games. I hope they're I hope they're close final four games this weekend. Yeah, and these four there are three teams that were you know great all year long: Duke and ACC regular season championship, Kansas sweeping the Big Twelve championships, Villanova sweeping the Big East championships, and then North Carolina, a team that we had some high hopes for at the start of the season. Obviously, there were some bumps along the way, but as you said, playing by far their best basketball. And if this North Carolina team had been here for even like the balance of the season, I'm not saying they needed to be a 30 win team, but just the balance of the season, this would not have been an eight seed and clearly uh it, it took the water a little bit of time to find its level but i mean let's let's acknowledge the run they went on here a 30 point win over marquette in the first round upsetting baylor in the second round taking care of business against ucla in the sweet 16 like they have earned their way absolutely to this final four spot so should be a whole lot of fun we're going to take a look mostly at futures on this episode we will touch on the individual games themselves but we've got a lot of time to talk about that a lot of time to lead into it so we're going to take a look at national championship and most outstanding player futures at this final four reset and austin let's start with the national championship duke now the favorite to take things home they are plus 160 can is just a touch behind them at plus 180. Then you got to go down to find Villanova at plus 475 and North Carolina at plus 500. Any of those intriguing to you at all as we get this week started? Uh, no, it, it's it's pretty. I think Villanova's injury kind of hurt mm-hmm. um, hurt the value. I think there might have been, in my opinion, value on Kansas, and I think that even took a little bit of value away from North Carolina. Uh, Villanova's injury because uh, those were the two teams. I knew I wasn't going to be on Duke. Um, I wasn't going to be on Nova. Um, but yeah, the, the Achilles injury to Justin Moore, like I don't think Colin Gillespie looked 100%. You know, he had that he got his knee rolled up on in the final minutes against Michigan. He mm-hmm. I, Maybe it was just Houston played great defense. He looked kind of slow yeah. and just, I don't know, didn't look and himself. He, and sorry, not to cut he had that ankle injury too, like right at the end of the regular season. Yeah, like he, that looked really bad in the moment that he you know, ultimately didn't miss didn't miss any time because of. But like he's got some things going on for sure. Right. 
So he, you know, it just was one of those things where I, I'm just not interested really in in getting involved with them because now Moore's out with the Achilles, obviously, and it's it's just tough because these, you know, you don't want this to happen, right? Like I, I always joke, you, you kind of mentioned off the start, you know, it's fun rooting for St. Peter's, and mm. I kind of compare this to college football. I like to have the blue bloods there. Um, you know, to win because I like when the best team wins, and and like we're kind of there. I didn't think anybody was great, and like Duke has played above what my model expected. Just their shot making has been inc- honestly all these teams shot making. I mean, that's why they're here, right? Like right. you don't win the tournament not getting there, but at these prices, it, it's I think we're I, th- I just think we're over. We're just too, too I, it's it's too even. I think the market's pretty pretty fair right now. At this point in the season, we kind of know who these teams are. And with only you know three games left, it's 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 hard to see too much value. And I think the Villanova injury really killed it um, from my standpoint. <clears throat> yeah, I guess if you like, if you really liked North Carolina, they're plus one sixty five on the money line against Duke. Um, and so, like, you're gonna get regardless of who they would end up playing. I mean, they're four and a half point dogs. Villanova's four and a half point dogs. You would have to assume that even if you know North Carolina plays Kansas, that's the best for your money line odds going into the championship game. It would still be about that plus one sixty five. So if you like, if you could craft an argument in your head for a reason like that you really like North Carolina, then you know plus five hundred probably jumps out at you. But I'm with you. I would have loved to have seen. I would have loved to have seen Kansas down more around like two hundred or the low two hundreds because yeah. that's team again. You know, we've talked about them a lot uh, on this show, uh, on the shows that you and I have done together over the last few weeks. And that you know, part of the discussion was the path for them was just so friendly, and they were so clearly the top team in the Midwest region that even if you thought they were just the fifth or sixth best team in the entire field coming into the tournament the the path for them was so much friendlier than what any of the other you know one and two seats frankly were looking at that it felt like they were going to be in this spot like they, they were the most reliable team to bet on to be in this spot uh, and here they are now in the final four so a lot of that seems like it's still going to be coming back to them the fact that they're now sitting at that plus 180 number Villanova with the injury issues that they have does feel like a little of the value has been sucked out of that number. So hard, to, I'm with you. Hard to get on board with with any of these plays just yet. I'm just gonna just for the for the sake of conversation, if if uh, you were forced to make one of these wagers, which one would it be? Like, which one do you have like the tiniest whiff of an edge on if that even exists? Um, it's it's kind of split between Kansas and, and UNC. Um, and, and again, it's hard to quantify Villanova. This is the interesting part too. Is I like Jay Wright's gonna, you know, must like master a game plan here, and and mm-hmm. it's it's hard to game plan I guess for Villanova because you don't know exactly what the offense is gonna look like without more. Um, you have a pretty good idea, but I expect him to kind of throw Kansas a curveball, if you will. So there's kind of like we see this in the NFL a lot of times when a backup quarterback plays and you don't have any tape on him, and they kind of like you know we see all, how many times does a backup quarterback come in? And it's like oh man, he's playing really well. Mm-hmm. And then the tape's out on them. Uh, you know, rookie yeah. in baseball, same type of thing. They're hitting the uh-huh. ball, and then, oh, they can't hit yeah. this pitch. Yeah. So it's kind of like that. You know, I, th- I think Kansas is going to be able – I think McCormick's going to be a problem um, for them. Like, you know, we saw Michigan ha- have, I would say, success. They didn't make the shots. Um, but, like, really, even Houston. Like, Houston went one of 20 from the free throw line – or three-point line. Yes. It's, it's, it's basically – I think Kansas is the best shot-making of those three teams – or yeah, of Kansas, Michigan, and, and Houston, I, I can't expect them to just have a 
Like Michigan shooting 50% at the rim, super uncharacteristic. Houston going one of 20, super uncharacteristic. I can't see that. So it just seems like their path works, mm-hmm. right? And like even if Villanova were to win, like now, okay, they, they, they shot their game plan at Kansas and then Duke UNC have the, okay, this is what they want to do without more. You know, they have that extra extra game of tape. So I think it's Kansas or UNC. Um uh, you know, a little spoiler on Coach K's final, you know, hoorah <laughs> here. But mm-hmm. I just – the shot make. I, I just think that game, both teams, like, have shot makers. And both teams – like, I think both teams will score. It's just, you know, who makes – who continues to make the tougher shots. And I think Duke takes tougher shots than North Carolina does at times. Although Caleb Love has kind of been just wild lately. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. I mean, so many of the guys in that game, right? That, that, that is a – that is a game that's going to feature a bunch of individual. We talk so much about the teams playing their best basketball, but you've got a bunch of individual guys in, I think, especially Duke and North Carolina who are playing their best basketball of the season, which, I mean, just again, it's it's a, it's storyline on top of storyline on top of storyline uh, in yeah. this entire Final Four, and I think especially in the Duke-North Carolina game. Let's take a quick look over at the uh, most outstanding player odds. I'll just read off a couple of the top guys as we go into this Final Four. Paulo Bencaro, no surprise. He has the shortest odds to be most outstanding player at plus 300. Ben Ochai Abaji, plus 450. Colin Gillespie is plus 800. Remy Martin, plus 900. Jermaine Samuels, plus 1200. Armando Bacot, plus 1400. So those are the top six guys. You've got a few other guys that are playing around in that same range before you start to get to some of the long shots here. Anyone on this list jumping out at you? Um, I kind of like Caleb Love at 22 okay. to 1. Um, and my reasoning for that being, like, I know Baycott is fantastic, and he does so much, and he's he's just he's probably the most consistent one. Like, he's going to score in the mid-teens. The rebounds are just going to be absurd. Uh, you know, definitely against St. Peter's. I think he, what, he ended up with 22 mm-hmm. in that game. But, you know, averaging a double-double is going to be tough to beat. Um, but it's a lot, he's not a scorer in a way. Like he, he, a lot of his baskets are just like, you know, catch one dribble, like use my physicality. Um, you know, Manic is, is tough to, to, you know, overcome there as well. But, you know, he did get ejected in the Baylor game. I know he had a million points before that and he's been scoring like crazy as well. But love is the guy. I, I think these are really guard heavy awards like there's a, mm-hmm. a really good chance for the the guards to hit and rj davis and caleb love love has the rj davis hasn't had the tournament yet i don't think like he had the one uh who did he go off against was that baylor right yeah yes. 30 against yes. baylor but like yeah. you know four, twelve, and 9 in the other games you know not great i i just think it's i like to bet on the guards like i said i think kansas and north carolina as much as these uh player awards are just on who's gonna win you know, you have to like, okay, who who's likely? And I know Baycott's the guy, but I think these guards can really get, uh, you know, Caleb Love has two great games in the Final Four. Like, mm-hmm. it pretty much erases whatever happened in right. the last four games. So, just kind of betting on that and, and that being like Baycott going up against Williams. You know, I don't really love like Williams might block a shot five times. So, yeah. might be up to Caleb Love. I think he has the value at you know twenty two to one in that mm-hmm. range. Like it, looking at the favorites, um, the favorite teams. I mean, like so looking at Duke. Like, is there any 
realistic path to someone who's not Ben Caro winning the, the the MLP. I mean, I guess it could be Mark Williams. It's hard, like with the way that with the way that you know some of the like they've all had a good game here or there. Jeremy Roach has had you know a, a good game. Wendell Moore's had a good game, but none of them have had like have strung together these you know what what makes a most outstanding player to the extent that you feel good about them vaulting over Ben Caro. If Duke does end up winning the national championship, I think like you like you said with Mark, like Mark Williams has like that offense defense combination where he could I think put together a couple of really strong games here, especially if he does like a race Bacot in the uh, in the final four and then goes on to have you know, like against David McCormick, he, like takes care of business against him too, plus doing what he does on offense. I think there's an opportunity for him at eighteen to one. It's probably not something I want to bet, though, and I get like you, I agree with you. Like you want to look at the guards here, and I just don't think Duke's perimeter players outside of Bancaro have done enough to this point to really feel good about them getting above him over these next two games. Yeah, that's actually a really good point. Kind of overlooked Duke, just kind of rid him off because I think they're my most overvalued team. But mm-hmm. Williams at eighteen one is interesting. Um, the problem, like, like you said, it's the guard thing. He's not yeah. a guard. He, his his points aren't going to look like as. Fun. But he does have the, you know, shutting down Baycott, like you said, shutting down McCormick could be uh, interesting. But I'm looking at these Duke box scores and like it's so even. Like their yeah. scoring is like that. Like you know, we kind of joked that like Timmy and, and Holmgren were like crazy. What was that before the Sweet 16? Um, crazy overvalued at their numbers. Like I think Bancaro's there. Like I'm not betting plus 300 for Bancaro to win. Not. Like because there's one. It's it, it for Duke in my opinion. I think it's Bancaro or Williams. Like Wendell Moore, I just don't think he's put up the like he hasn't had a like great game yet. And I don't really mm-hmm. like Bancaro hasn't, but he has the name. Like right. you know, it's kind of if you look at him, it's kind of similar um, their output. And, and Williams just has that extra, like you said, the offense defensive. Um, I don't. Let me rephrase. I don't. Bancaro has been great. I don't. I don't think he hasn't had a great game, but. Moore's not too far behind in the scoring that if he went off in the final four, he could mm-hmm. he could come in. But Williams has, has had a presence. I think if you've watched Duke games, like it's been Bancaro and Williams more so than the other guys, and I th- yep. that's a huge Agreed. factor as well. Um, so it's really just going to come down to I think for Duke, like who you know Bancaro could score like eighteen in both games, and Williams could just like go for like twelve and ten mm-hmm. with like two blocks, and Bancaro's going to win. You know, right. like even though like Williams might have been more important, but it's it's so driven on points. So I, I do think Williams is, you know, interesting at 18 to one. Um, I think if he if you find like a price of like above 20, I think he might be worth a little uh, little sprinkle there because I think he is the only other one on Duke that can win. Yeah, I'm totally, I'm totally with you. <laughs> It'd be, what if they just uh, like uh, so Duke wins again? It's it, it they continue this like relatively even scoring distribution, and they just give the MOP to to Coach K. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like I don't think <laughs> I don't even know. I, I think the whole like Twitter would break. Like the whole the whole world might just start burning. I don't I don't know. Um, you know, but I, I I didn't think about that. That's actually a really good. Uh, <laughs> that's a really good right, point. Like, That'd be funny. We have we can't. We, there's no one to give it to. We're just gonna Coach K, lifetime yeah. achievement award on your way out the door. Here you go. What do you? Let me ask you. Um, these Kansas ones, uh, Kansas mm-hmm. uh, Abaji at, at four fifty and Martin at nine hundred. Um, do you think like Abaji's been kind of quiet? 
Do you mm-hmm. think he like has had enough juice to to warrant the 450 price and or win because he's kind of been outside of the Miami game hasn't really done that much? Yeah, I mean, I think that I mean that's just a that's all tied up in Kansas winning the championship, right? And him just right. being their best player. And so the you know the interesting thing about Martin is that like there's there's obviously been some like some steam around him going all the way back to like the Big Twelve tournament. Yeah. Um, and so it's now like a thing to say in college basketball circles. Like, let me tell you something. <laughs> Remy Martin's the guy who makes this offense go. I know Ochai Abaji's <laughs> the best player and Christian Brown is a great shooter and blah, blah, blah. But Remy Martin's the guy who makes this this offense go. And so like that's already – so uh, let me let me draw a parallel here. I placed a uh, Cooper Cup MVP bet for the Super Bowl. And part of my thinking was was the narrative of it all. And like, you know, you had a, you had a month – long of people saying wow like this look at this triple wide receiver triple crown and then you see Aaron Rodgers go down to San Francisco and and you see the Chiefs go down you see all these other uh, the 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 Buccaneers and Tom Brady going out all these other guys who were like competing a month earlier with Cooper Cup for the MVP lose and all the voters who have already placed their MVP votes now have that in their head and so it like I just felt like it really only took like a decent Cooper Cup game in the Super Bowl decent Cooper Cup game plus a Rams win and he was going to have a great shot at it and I feel like Remy Martin is sort of in that position too because now everyone has this Remy Martin storyline in their head going back to the Big 12 tournament so if you get a couple of good games out of him and Kansas wins the championship it's not bad I I mean Abaji is the the you know, I think the better player and more likely to be the key guy if they do end up winning the championship. But if Remy Martin has a couple of good games and he's already had the couple of good games uh, in the road leading up to this, if I'm betting on one of the Kansas guys, I'm betting on Martin. Oh yeah, he you know he, 15 in the first round game, which doesn't really matter. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, 20 against Creighton, that game was in doubt for a good portion of it. 23 against Providence, that game was in doubt. Um, <clears throat> Sure, he didn't. You know, nine against Miami. Like I, I'm saying, points here because that, that's really all this comes what matters, down to. Yeah. Like it, yeah. it really, it really does. And Abaji just hasn't been there. So I'm with you. That's why I asked. I, I think if you are going for Kansas, like I said, like Kansas is a team that I think, you know, if you know, if I had to bet a future here, I think they're they're them or North Carolina for me. And I think Martin uh, is the is the one because I I think. Like I guess I compare it. I know the the parallel. It's this isn't exactly parallel here, but like you know, Baycott is fourteen hundred. Then you have a sixteen hundred behind him and a twenty two. Like Abaji has not been that much better. Like he hasn't been better than Martin through the tournament. Yeah. Like I not, really yeah, thought not one through four. Yeah, not I really thought it'd work. be more like maybe like a plus five fifty, like plus seven hundred type of thing, just because Abaji hasn't done it but th- I, this is what it goes back to I, it's so much driven on the final four like if you have mm-hmm. like Abaji even if he didn't have a good game against Miami if he went off for like 22 and 25 in the final four and right. Kansas won it all he's going to win most outstanding player like that's just how it how it goes but I thought those prices were, were interesting um, so if you're looking to, to you know bet a most outstanding player on a Kansas player I think Martin uh is is your value? You think McCormick has any a uh, hundred to one? I mean, it's it is a hundred to one, <laughs> right? Like he could do it. Like he could have two great games here. And, and the storyline is crazy, but because what? like the storyline from the standpoint of like Villanova doesn't oh, yeah, have they, the big yes. man, so he could have yeah. like a really big game against them. Uh-huh. You know, maybe go for like twenty two or something like that. Get a bunch of rebounds, um, and then you're going up against Baycott or Williams. So it's like you're gonna have like if you shut down. 
Baycott or uh-huh. Williams or dominate the glass against them, like you know, that's going to be talked about during the broadcast the whole game. So, yeah, I don't, th- I, I don't really want to because I don't think his scoring is likely to get there. But hundred to one's a, it's it's pretty steep. <laughs> it, it for for a team that is a, almost a co favorite to win the championship, right? Right, like a yeah. guy who plays a ton of minutes and has a key role on a team that is basically a co favorite to win the championship. Yeah, I mean they're both laying four and a half in these in these final four games. Right, just, so. yeah, and, and and Duke Kansas is probably gonna be like I personally like you know I know Duke's one plus one sixty and Kansas plus one eighty, so people think like automatically like oh well Duke must be better than Kansas. I I, I think that's just shaded mm-hmm. because they the the books have right. liability on Duke more than Kansas. Mm-hmm. Um, I, that game will be a pick 'em if it's Kansas yeah. Duke. So, um, hundred one is interesting for McCormick mm-hmm. though. I think <laughs> it's it it it. Interests me a little bit. Yes, yes. There's, there's a right path. There. We talk about pa- like path <laughs> uh-huh. to victory for these Cinderella teams and these you know low majors, mid majors. There's a path for McCormick to win most outstanding players. And we're gonna hit on these games too individually. Uh, we'll talk about them more later in the week. But just I, I want to get just your initial impressions. I've said it already a few times. Both Kansas and Duke favored by four and a half. Total on uh, Kansas Villanova. We'll start with that one. Is one thirty two and a half. Your initial impression uh, with those lines set where they are. Yeah, I have a slight lean to the over in the Villanova-Kansas game. Um, it's played in the Dome, so I have to kind of like look back. Like A lot of these Dome games, teams just cannot get the depth perception down. Mm-hmm. And both of these teams shoot well. And you know, it's one of those things where it's like, you know, they're throwing up a bunch of bricks. Villanova has not lit it up on the scoreboard the last two games. You know, they're, And now you lose more on top of it, so... Um, slightly to the over there. I think the I think the four four and a half is fair because um, I think I do think like I made this one before the injury to Moore, and mm-hmm. I, I I firmly believe because Villanova does not play they're not deep, and like I think Archie Diakono is going to be the guy pulling a lot of minutes here, and it's it's a very clear drop off. So I think that's like that adjustment's probably worth like two points. Like mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm okay with saying that, and then I don't think Gillespie is is right. I mean, maybe another week off will do well for him, but I, I'm I'm fine shading another point because he just did not look himself against against Houston, and again, he makes so much of them go. But uh, I, I don't I don't know. It's tough. Like Villanova, they make free throws. Like the game yeah. against Houston, they they won that game because they made free throws. So I think it's Villanova or nothing for me. Slightly into the over, but with the injuries, this. Injury to more, it's probably a, a stay away from me. I don't know what you feel about that. Yeah, I, I think so too. And like, I don't know. I guess if I was like, uh, like if I'm inclined to like get to get on that, I, I, I feel pretty good about Kansas. And if I'm, if I'm inclined to get on that game, it's almost like I just take a look back at Kansas plus 180 to win the championship, which is not like, not a bet I love. But like, if I feel great about Villanova, and then like you said, it's probably going to be a pick em, uh, when they're playing Duke. And of course, if, you know, UNC beats beats Duke in the in the final four then Kansas is going to be favored but you know could we could probably assume about the same four and a half number just uh, yep. drawing you know reading the tea leaves there and so that's what I come back to I just think with the with those with those injuries you know even even with all those even if everyone was healthy Kansas is a tiny favorite in this game with those injuries I think it's just it's going to be hard and like Kansas is Kansas is really good and they've been playing really well for for a while now and like they're they're in this position for a reason I just think it's going to be hard for Villanova to be at very obviously less than 100% and ultimately keep up with Kansas. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you. Like, Kansas, like, 
I always like teams that that shoot twos well, and 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 I know Houston didn't, and I know Michigan didn't shoot well against Villanova either. But like this team didn't defend the the two like all that well all season long. Like you know, there's been a little bit of variance going their way with how the the, the past two games. And Kansas is like I know Houston's offense is is like rates out good if you're looking at these public metric uh, systems, but like they are challenged in a way that they don't have like a scorer. If that mm-hmm. makes sense, like they don't have like a like a, a shot dinner. maker, yeah, right. <laughs> like, like what we've been talking about. Like you need yeah, exactly. it, it. So much matters on shot making in this in this tournament, and Kansas has shot makers, and you know they're an, obviously a very efficient offense. The defense is, I'm, it's it's good. It's not you know it's I don't think it's not Houston level, but like mm-hmm. Michigan's defense is not good, and Michigan played pretty well against you know Nova, and now you throw in there's no more. It just eh. I think it's filling over nothing on the line, but I, I don't I don't want really anything yeah. anything to do with it. How about the other side? Duke minus four and a half, one fifty one and a half the total in that one. Yeah, I'll probably be on UNC. Um it's just a matter of when I want to. Um like Duke's been catching money late, like this whole tournament, and I don't know if it's the whole like everybody is just like, Oh man, I'll just, I'll bet Duke in Coach K's final you know, final final tournament run and um you know that late the late money when like these games are getting so much money bent on them because like everybody loves to get involved with the tournament here so i'll probably hop on there uh i just think both of these offenses are going to score um which is funny because i don't have an edge on the over i think that's mm-hmm. priced appropriately but i i just think with manic playing the way he's playing like they UNC plays a better like offensive style of basketball. Like Duke, like I'm not I don't think they play like ISO every possession, but like mm-hmm. Duke like wants it to be known. Like their their kind of style is like we're gonna take tough shots. Like Bancaro's gonna take a couple fadeaways. I, he got fouled on a couple against Arkansas, which was was killer. UNC does not foul like at all. They they, they that's they're one of the best teams in the country doing that. They're one of the best teams in the country at on the defensive glass which i think duke has has been very good on the offensive glass so i just think matchup wise this kind of helps out for usc like manic is is fantastic i think he's the x factor i thought he was the x factor i know it's st peter's but he was the x factor in st peter's last night like the shots that he hit were just like killer he's just been fantastic i mean he had 26 against baylor yeah. And he didn't play the final ten minutes. Like the guy's just—he's <laughs> on a tear. I think he's—he's he's ultimately the the piece that is just very difficult uh, for Duke to guard. And both like both these teams shoot free throws well too. So you know, I think there's going to be points. You know, the dome topic, but I lean North Carolina. I really the whole—they don't foul and they don't. They're very good on the defensive glass. I think is the difference here because Duke's not great on the defensive glass. I've seen these. Not great offensive teams have success against this Duke defense in the tournament. You know, Texas Tech scored. Michigan State was scoring. Mm-hmm. Um, I think mm-hmm. I think North Carolina is the best offense that they've faced by a pretty decent margin. Oh yeah, and I think I think we're going to be surprised at you know how I don't want to say easy buckets come, but like North Carolina is going to have plenty of opportunities to score. So mm-hmm. four and a half, it's tough because you're kind of in the foul range if you don't. You know, foul shots can get out the number, but yep. I think it's North Carolina. Just matter of time of when I bet them. This is something we've been talking about going back to the ACC tournament too. Um, I mean, you know, we, Virginia Tech and the, and the ACC t- 
tournament championship game. Uh, Miami in that game that uh, Duke knocked them off in the ACC tournament. Miami led for most of that game, scored 76 points. Yep. Syracuse without Buddy Bayheim led for most of that game, scored 79 points. You can, you can score on Duke. It's really a matter of can you stop them enough. But you can score on them, and this North Carolina team has the offense to be able to score on basically anyone. So I'm with you. I think North Carolina is the play, and I think the. So let me ask you this to wrap things up here. At what point do you jump on it? If it if it gets to five, do you jump right away, or do you get a little greedy and say maybe it'll get to five and a half? I don't think it gets to five and a half. I think if five happens, I'll hop on as soon as I mm-hmm. have the opportunity because. It was one of these things where <clears throat> it's just like a pattern. This is kind of how you know sports betting works. It is a market. You know, you, entry matters, and and you can get, you know, like St. Peter's. I, I learned like okay, people are just betting against St. Peter's late in the market, and and the number is it's moving a half point. Duke's kind of in the same way. I don't. Th- if it gets to five, I don't think we'll see it go to five and a half. So I think if it hits five, you're pretty good to go fire quickly. Four and a half, I'm fine with. Like honestly, I'd I'd probably be fine with it at four as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, this North Carolina team, like you could really throw out the first half of their season. Like they yeah. just weren't like gelling, but you know, since like mid January, I know they have a random loss to Pitt in there, which doesn't really make sense to me, but whatever, like they've dominated teams. They had a loss to Duke. Sure. But they also like kind of crushed Duke in their own right. And then yes. you have the loss to Virginia Tech where they went three for 26 from three. So this team's been playing fantastic basketball. And I just, I think, I think it's much closer. I know people said when this game was in Duke to end the year, it was 11, the spread. Mm-hmm. And, you know, take three, three and a half points, whatever you want to be for, uh, for home court. Home. Is this too much of an adjustment? Like, I don't really think it is because, like, North Carolina is a different team than what you saw you know, two months ago. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm with I'm with North Carolina at some point this week waiting for that five it happens. Mm-hmm. If not, I'll be on this uh, four and a half. <clears throat> we, we will dig more into these matchups later in the week. Austin and I will be back talking about this on Wednesday, so be ready for that. And maybe we will uh, have it up to five by then and we can talk about it from, yeah. from that line. But uh, we're getting ready for the final four matchups all week long here on Best on the Board. So thanks for being with us to start things off and stick with us all week long because we're done here for this episode for austin mock i am michael beller thanks so much for joining us thanks for listening good luck happy betting and we'll talk to you soon